Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fucking hell, he's like a summertime stormtrooper with those headphones on. <laughs> like stormtroopers going, fuck it, got my white shirt, put the headphones on. It's, it's uniform. Stormtrooper at a festival. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's like a... Boba, boba shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> even like the microphone looks like an antenna. Yeah. Like you're receiving something. <laughs> yeah, I'm receiving not fucking watching Star Wars. <laughs> receiving stats and factual information. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking ignoring that shit. <laughs> How's that? You um, book the book the night out and everything. Oh look, I'm fucking ropeable. Now look, I I can claim Star Wars fanhood. I've I've liked Star Wars for a long fucking time. Yeah. So you know, new Star Wars comes out, and with the prequels, they were a bit shit. But you know, it's like the the high school girlfriend. You've been hurt before, but you want to hope. You know, <laughs> when you're in high school, you hope she's good. When you're out of high school, you hope she's gotten fat and ugly. But um, I, I just hope Star Wars had made a good movie. And by all accounts, they have. However, I don't know, because when I turned up to the cinema, it was a fucking blackout. Um, which, you know, they can't help that, but whatever. But um, to accommodate the customers in this blackout, they invited everyone in and gave them free popcorn. I don't know they fucking oh. didn't. What they did, they closed the fucking doors, had one dude at the front who was paid 13 12 a month or some bullshit. <laughs> and when we said, what's going on? He's like, I oh, don't know. It's like, so, Jeez. do you reckon open up again tonight? Don't know. <laughs> well, what are we going to do with the tickets? I oh, can go to another cinema and they'll accept it. Oh, I pro- don't know. <laughs> he probably didn't so, work there, that's why. <laughs> He's some hobo. He's just yeah. nicked some uniform. <laughs> he probably got a crowd. blackout. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was holding a plug in one hand <laughs> and a Ryobi drill in the other side. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. But, and know. he had Spock ears. Fuck like, <laughs> you. He did look a bit like George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas, like <laughs> South Park, where he's just fucking Star Wars now. <laughs> But no, so in the end, you know, went home and then next day I rock up thinking, oh, you know, get a voucher or a refund or something. And they're like, oh, we don't have vouchers for Gold Class or, you know, their Lux Cinemas or whatever. And I'm like, you what now? (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't do vouchers for them. So you you can't do vouchers for your premium. That's kind of a bit of a marketing issue yeah. yeah and like if you want to give a gift of gold class to someone <laughs> how do you do it nah. well what? apparently through points you can't <laughs> but then I'm like oh I'll just go refund then like, oh you gotta go through head office for that like, alright what's the number there oh I don't know I'm like oh fuck no this shit again <laughs> I gotta say you were at Eastland as well and like they've got a habit of not giving a fuck about customer service so and the worst thing is on the way out I saw um, well Woolies and Coles still had power because they had their own generators but some of the motherfuckers hired a generator like one of those big Kennards full uh, 40 foot container generators yep. and I'm thinking maybe it's cinema nope mm-hmm. it was a fucking nightclub they've gone well it's hot 
we've got aircon, people come in and get a drink. And they sure enough fucking did. They'd go up to the cinema, realise it was still stinking fucking hot, cinema's closed, they're like, fucking bullshit. They go and get pissed at the nightclub, and nightclub makes shit tons of money. That would have been a great, great night at the nightclub too. All these Star Wars people, their first time, <laughs> first time in a nightclub. Like, you come up, I'll, have, I'll have two cups of beer, thanks. You've got Princess Leia hooking up with Chewbacca. Yeah, who just over one. I just want, I want to see more. Remember, now this is obscure. Black Wolf, the Dragon Master. No. Nobody? No. I remember no the chance. name. I just can't remember much. Triumph. Black Wolf, the Dragon Master. Yeah, he was a nerdy yes. guy singing on Conan O'Brien. Um, on uh, Triumph. So yeah. when Triumph went to the, I think it was uh, Star Phantom Wars. Menace, what? wasn't it? The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, you remember Triumph. I remember Triumph, yeah. Yeah, it's worth Googling. That was hilarious anyway. That was. Right. Yeah. I reckon it was probably him um, pulling the plug. <laughs> 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 yeah, trying to keep himself relevant. Um, what do you reckon? Uh, you can get into this. So we thought we'd do uh, 2015 wrap-up, 2016 preview and talk generally about one club at a time so we can pander to those specific members. <laughs> the ones we've shat on for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll continue to do so. We've shat on pretty much every club, I think. Yeah, but we started off with Will and Essendon, so we felt really bad about shit on Essendon for an entire season. So <laughs> yeah, it's even worse now that Will was a good bloke too. So. It's, it's not really making a difference. It's, it's like throwing a teacup onto a dung pile. You know, the, Yeah. There's already so much effluent thrown on Essendon this season that... Our little bit ain't going to make any difference at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stop doing it though. No, so, no it's, it's kind of yeah. fun. To be fair, we did shit on North Melbourne as well, but it's not the same making up to Josh. So we've got another guest on here that's yeah. a North Melbourne supporter. So yeah. we can G'day, Sam. So build like, those bridges. So we're, you know, this is about thirty percent of North Melbourne's full membership, right? I here. think. So. <laughs> <laughs> say, what happened to the other bloke? You couldn't make it. <laughs> He's looking after the cat. <laughs> Pet memberships count. Fuck you. <laughs> I think so, he's, trying to, he's off trying to sell sponsorship for the show. So Sam's come over to watch the cricket. You had a good day at, at the cricket? Yes, I did. Uh, uh, it was very cold. Um, it's a shame. <laughs> so are the Windy's batsmen. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't see the sun much. They weren't running much either. No. I think, well, they... Bravo is an absolute flog. Okay, honestly. <laughs> oh, have, have you seen his uh, Calypso rap music champion? No, well, we, no, no. This is the um, this is the other Bravo. You Bravo yeah. talking about the Renegades Bravo. You're talking about the good Bravo. You're talking about the good Bravo. Yeah, the yeah. one who can actually play but doesn't want to play tests. Yeah, yeah. The one that wants to get paid for his services. And shit. <laughs> the one that likes money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and bitches. <laughs> that's that's the big thing. The guys that play the BBL, like Chris Gale. Like we put a picture up of him just sitting back with three whitish women who are just ob- observing his every need. That's racist. Say <laughs> so they were. They were full of money. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he had that big shit-eating grin, just like, I can't believe they're people. <laughs> <laughs> he he was wasn't like, eating shit. He was like that even when he was playing Tesla. I mean, yeah. he's, he's living the dream. What, getting white women thrown at him? Yeah, all it looks like Dan Blitzerin's Instagram. He's, yeah. He always yeah. has. <laughs> with less masturbation. But with more credibility. <laughs> <laughs> with a skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we thought we'd... Uh, get Sam in to talk about North um, seeing as you know we've got to have somebody that knows something about them or can bother to watch them also a West Coast perspective of um, the sports sort of landscape as well because like we've only ever been on the east coast of Australia and we know that Western Australia are very passionate about football but it's hard to understand how passionate they are so Got someone to give that perspective? I know how passionate they are because every time they fucking play, all they talk about is this player came from this waffle club and this one came from that waffle club. Yeah, Basil Zemplis kind of even drives me insane. <laughs> but the dance committee is the same as well, especially like 
when he's when he's doing uh, Victorian clubs, is if any West Australian touches the ball, he'll be like, yep. the Americans, you know, East Fremantle pedigree. Yeah. In fairness, all commentators are that to some degree. Like, um, yeah. you know, I've, Pendlebury's got a basketball background. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of that. But to be fair, the Waffle does have a uh, well. Maybe it's just because they waffle on about it, but it seems to have a good pedigree of stars either yeah. making comebacks yeah. through there or either coming out of there as uh, mature age players into their film. They get quite a few right? for all clubs. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking but, of uh, mature age waffle players, I saw Benny Cuz manage to rock on down to Richmond. Um, Dustin like Martin's in trouble. Cuz comes to help him out. He looked in good nick. To me. He, he looked he, fucking he fantastic. <laughs> that's what I, that's why I put up the, the thing. We put up the thing like the Benny Cuz just flies in the face of that Faces of Meth meme that goes around. It's like, you see, Benny Cars is a rookie, looks like Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, and um, now he still looks like Leonardo DiCaprio today. He yeah. looks fucking fantastic. And I'm like, where's his advertisement? Well, it's like... Um, his dealer uses it all the time. <laughs> it's because they found the cure. It's, it's on like, Silk Road. It's like AIDS or, or being HIV positive. You know, it just kills fuckers. Yeah. Except if you're Magic Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Turns out money's the cure. Yeah. Or it turns out just having a shower and brushing your teeth every now and then and having a nap <laughs> really goes a long way in life. Or just going for a run occasionally, even if, it's, even if it's running away from the cops. Even if it's running to a Campbell Barracks. Right? Yeah, exactly. I've been in Campbell Barracks uh, for work, and you think, like, I thought, because it's kind of easy, because there's a um, naked beach just down the road in Swanbourne there. So ah. it's a nudie beach. I thought, he's obviously gone to the nudie beach, <laughs> and he's got fucking plastered and blind, <coughs> and he's just gone down like the wrong path, ended up at Campbell Barracks. I thought, that's understandable. <laughs> Still, I read what he actually did. He scaled the fence and tried to get into the armory. And I was like... Well, that's where the good loot is. Have, have any, has anyone not been drunk enough to go, I really want to drive a tank? Yeah. I mean, we've all done that. We've all, yeah? yeah? We've all played GTA. Yeah, bloody oath. And he was just out the front going left, right, up, down, left, right, and trying to get a cheat code in. That's all he's fucking trying to do. Oh, Poor old Benny. So, north, apparently. <laughs> um, no, Benny Cousins not old, old enough to get drafted in north. This is true. No, he is old enough to get drafted in North. <laughs> not yet. That's the problem. He's got another three years. He can get drafted, traded in, no worries. Um, so North, I got him finishing uh, fourth last year again um, after a fourth the year before. Um, so it's about the same. Uh, you got him finishing fourth? No, they did finish fourth in 2015. Oh, yep. And I had him finishing fourth in 2014 as well. Yep. Um, not on the latter, but after you know finals and prelims. So yeah, um, the important stuff. As a North supporter, you've got to be happy with making a prelim, or is it just, yeah, we did that last year, we, we needed to win one? You want to be going a bit further. Like, I'm happy that we've made the prelim, and we, you know, because there's, there's periods there halfway through the year when Scott, you know, disappeared for a couple of weeks with his bad back. I was thinking, you know what, this could get ugly. So I was <laughs> happy we were able to, like, pull things together and get him through a prelim and winning two finals games good. But it's what we did last year, and we've brought in new talent in White and Higgins as well and I think we're trying to go a bit further but our game is not there yet and I think most people recognise that yeah. and the prelims pretty decent for where they are and it was a pretty brave game plan you know everyone wants to try and emulate Hawthorne and you went mm-hmm. to the to the extent of resting your coach for five weeks <laughs> mid-season yeah. it didn't turn out as well because you know Brendan Bolton's not there well, they had, had a couple big win with um, Crocker at the helm didn't they they beat Frio down at uh 
West Coast and Tassie. West Coast and Tassie, which was a good win, but then we got absolutely destroyed by Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah that was, and, and that was that, kicking into like gale force breeze as well oh, to a, win Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, that kick. Um, oh, I can't remember who kicked it, but it was uh, went to a right backwards. angle. Yeah, and you just see the players going, "What the fuck is uh, going on?" It was a Sam Butler one. He went for a massive torp from about seventy meters out. It went so high, the ball went backwards. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Ooh, not sure about this." Fuck playing in Tassie. Yeah, I think they've got a Friday night game in Tassie next year. Yeah, they do. That's interesting. But you mentioned um, made a prelim and then brought in some senior, more senior talent in Higgins and Waite. And I reckon <coughs> Higgins is probably one of the best uh, recruits of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his turnout for, for North was... Well, he needed to be as well because with Wells out for the whole season, yeah. um, the creative run was just lacking dramatically. And also, all the major midfielders, um, Swallow, Zeebel, Cunnington, had time on the, on the um, injured list. So none, none of them are line breakers. Ozeebel's mm, getting there now, yeah. but Ozeebel breaks his own fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> I, that boy it scares the shit out of me every time. I, he, he's he's like, the Justin Langer of, of, of footy. <laughs> he's like Jonathan Brown with ADHD and thirty less kilos on him. <laughs> it's just I'll leave with my fucking head every damn time, and somehow he still gets suspended. Mm. Um. So, but uh, so Higgins, I think everyone agrees he, yeah. he was a win. Yeah, massive tick there. What about weight? Yes, still still happy with still, it. Still yes. Uh, halfway through the season again, I, <laughs> I I could not count how many goals he butchered just yeah. with like his fucking stupidity and like and there'll be the worst times as well. Like yeah. we were getting a run on and yeah. then he would fuck up and you'd be going, oh god, the momentum's swinging now. And it was the Collingwood game which we had like 10 goals kicked us in a row yeah, yeah. and there was a couple weight fuck ups in the Ford 50 and that's kind of killed us you can take the boy out of Carlton yeah exactly yeah. but after after that when Scott came back especially his <laughs> defensive pressure I think someone must have put him aside I think Scott's said, just gone mate I'll fuck you up yeah. I'll fuck you up <laughs> and uh, Scott terrifies me so <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what weight was feeling but after that his defensive pressure was absolutely fantastic kicked was it uh, six, six had, seven goals in the seven finals? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, all up in the finals. He had a good final series. He had a great yeah, final, yeah, final series. An incredible final too. series. I think that justified his entire inclusion in that team. Yeah. And all these, I think that forgave all the fucked up things he's done through the whole season. And it seemed like his problem was when he had time to think. But when it was yeah. sort of under pressure or in no, the finals, right. where it's like bang bang, he actually come through. And yeah. I think that mm. was worth anything else that he did wrong in the um, normal season. You're completely right when you talk about time. Every fuck-up fuck, he made this year, it wasn't like, oh, he's under pressure, he's fucked a kick. You can kind of understand that. Yeah. Every single fuck-up he had was when he had so much time to think about it. Yeah. And he's just... He, so he wasn't made the wrong decision. He's made a decision that wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. the, the third yeah. of two options. Yeah. Yeah. He's had A, B, C, D option. He's gone for <laughs> X. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's done the Matthew Richardson option. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I was the same. Round 12, I was thinking, fuck me, we've got a dud here. Mm. And yeah. he he was pretty ordinary up to it, but they stuck with him for whatever reason. Um, it, it was buyer beware, though. I mean, you knew what you were getting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, you got to say, he was on the the upside of what you'd expect. He was a value bet. Mm. Yeah. The sort of thing where they got him for sweet fuck all. So if he didn't turn out, they'd probably try and develop Aaron Black a bit more. Him. It's paid a bit. What was it? Was he a free agent? 
He, he was free agency. Left Carlton. Mm. I don't know. I don't think we, we, big money. Yeah, no. we, yeah, I'm not sure how much we paid him yeah. at all. But we didn't, we didn't give any picks up for him. Yeah. Like that, yeah. So. I think he actually donated money to us to leave Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Carlton were dumb enough to go. Yeah, fine. We'll fucking do that. We can pitch in once he's. Yeah, yeah I think Goldstein gave him a loan. No good rate. Boomer Harvey negotiated the contract. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna be paying it off till he's seventy. Reckon first paycheck he's rocked up and he's gone. Scotty, mate, where, where's my bag? Where's my paper bag? He's like, mate, things work differently around here. Just hang on. Oh, I know North have had a mantra recently of a se- of, um, taking in asylum seekers. I think it was the same in Carlton. So. Yeah, now, so- it's always pretty rough when they send a recruiter to Christmas Island. <laughs> hey, yeah. if they can jump over the fence, they're fucking in. No, the, the difference at North was they give him a check and say, just, just wait a couple of days till you catch that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, let's have a look at the, the list then. Um, no, fuck that. Let's go through the year. So the best win of the year. I, I've got down, you can pick either of the finals. Because at the end of the day, they're the games that matter most. Yeah, to me, the, the Sydney one was slightly more impressive than the Richmond one. Just because um, for probably three quarters of round 23, North took it up to Richmond with their second string team. Okay. They weren't trying. No, they were been. Yeah. Mode. There were a few players that were trying their ass off and trying to get a game. Yeah, it made it look worse. Like Aaron Black was a big one. Um, Bastler was the other one that tried all year to do something and just the higher he tried, the more he fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, those are two players that I think could be something, but for whatever reason, they haven't shown um, consistency after their initial promise. Bastler was toe to toe level, I reckon, of Cunnington for the first two or three years, hmm. and then fuck knows what happened yeah. to Bastler. Cunnington's one of those old school hard nuts oh, who yeah. grew up in and around dairy farms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can imagine if his fun night would probably be headbutting cows. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't seem like he'd care about anything else but footy. And that's the thing. Even though they try and say people from the country are tough, if your job is milking cows, not really the toughest job on the planet. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I've never had to do I'm, it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever milked a cow, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. I tell you what, you. You develop such strong hands that masturbation would be a, a dangerous <laughs> undertaking. And all of a sudden, squid. Oh shit! Pretty sure they have machines to milk the cows as well. <laughs> if you've got four dicks to put in them, actually, that could be a Friday night amusement for the cow farmers. I think it's called church. <laughs> so clearly, that was North's best win. Yeah, I had Swans as well. Um, uh, same as Josh, it was a toss-up between the Richmond and the Swans one, but. This one's one down at or up at A and Z. Um, Shithole. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anyone really picked them. And I, I put them both down as their best wins. But to be honest, um, against the Swans, I reckon they are almost favourites going into that game just because of the abysmal bloody injury list that the Swans had. Like, yeah, I, I, I picked North, and I thought it was an easy. Yeah, easy for some reason play. I thought we were going to win that as well. Um, I wouldn't say best win, but my favourite win. Would be West Coast. Because yeah. you're a North supporter living in Perth. Yes. Yeah. And it was down in um, it was down in Hobart in that gale. We had three tall forwards. We were behind at three-quarter time. Boomer cheated. Boomer cheated. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite part of the year. Like, my Facebook wall just lit up. It was amazing. Um, he, he's that kind of guy, though. I mean, obviously 400 games. You allow one of those every now and then. Oh it's yeah, like, ah. you know, it's, it's like when your your grandparents say something horribly racist. You're like, well, he grew up in a different time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're the funny thing is, they the umpires probably know oh, he's from a different time. But Boomer would fucking rot that system every oh, chance he yeah, got. Oh god, yes. 
Uh, well, I mean, he did use his pension card to get to the game. <laughs> he, he's not beyond rorting a system. <laughs> He'll use his pension card to get everywhere. Like, he, he's never paid full price for anything. <laughs> he's gone straight from getting kids' prices to pension card. <laughs> well, he rigged the North Melbourne ra- raffle to I win a car as well. That. Brilliant. Jeez, imagine his kids trying to get allowance. <laughs> Dad, can I have 50 bucks? 40 bucks? What do you 30 bucks for? Here's 20 bucks. Take 10. Give five to your sister. Uh, so... And, uh, sorry, the thing is, I was actually thinking the West Coast one as well because, especially the obviously West Coast were tipped to be front runners from the start of the season, and it's always going to be a tough one to see if um, North Melbourne could make take advantage of a non-advantageous home ground advantage down in Tasmania. Mm. But then I realised that it was the one where they were kicking boomerangs more yeah, or less. So yeah. I was like, well, it's hard to tell if that really was your best win or you just went, <laughs> holy fuck, that happened. Or you just used the conditions. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a yeah. Well, track. Well, that's why I liked it so much as well because we are kicking to the head of it um, into the, the last, last quarter. quarter. Yeah. yeah. We can compose ourselves so well. Yeah. Boomer cheated. And <laughs> it, was, it was coming back after it was... Crocker's first game after Scott was pulled out it was the first game after the Collingwood game which is completely our worst loss yep. of the season and or that goal curse that's a tough one but um, yeah, it was it was, it was such a huge moment for the playing group I yeah. think yeah. they started to believe again yeah and the funny thing is especially mentioning like Boomer cheated like we grew up playing cards, like all our grandparents, our great grandparents all mm. played cards, started playing patience, we played Euchre and five hundred and those mm. sorts of games. And so we always were brought up with that sort of innate respect for being able to cheat in a pressure situation, not get caught, yeah. get away with it. <laughs> There's something admirable about being skillful enough to get away with it like that. It's almost like a craft. And so we were the same, we're brought up with that respect where you're like, you know what? Yeah, okay, that's not the way it's usually played, but Fucking, that's I mean, a good effort to be able to cheat and pull it off. Like, it's He's not taking a dive. Yeah, exactly. Diving sucks. Yeah. This was clever. Yeah. If you're going to cheat, be clever about it's it. It's almost like using the scorecards in Euchre as a trick when they're trumps <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's cheating, but it's kind of clever. You know, The yeah. best thing I liked about it that. was when the freak it was paid, Boomer didn't look like, oh, fuck, that was awesome. He yeah. was like, yeah, hey, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally deserve yeah, that. Yeah, 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 all right. right. <laughs> and the crowd's just getting into him and he's like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. Zero fucks given. And I still like... I love Prudis, one of my favorite yep. players, but Prudis got no one to blame him but himself because when he was done yep. for holding the ball, he turned around, and I've, all West Coast fans yelling mm. at me for this, he turned around and he, he, oh man, he looked demonstratively at the umpire. And that's nothing, but that compared with the balls on the ground, yeah. the umpire should not have paid it because he didn't see him dropping the ball. But what was the umpire yeah. meant to think? Yeah. Like, are, are you saying he was asking for it? <laughs> yes. Prentice did hide <laughs> the ball behind his back kind of thing, which would be Boomer's kryptonite. Yeah. If he held it above his head, Boomer would really be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was the same game that uh, Razor Ray took out Trent Dumont. Yes. So, oh, so in, in fairness, the umpires worked for and against North of the match, yeah. <laughs> including one that should have been reportable. I've so watched, I've watched that match like five times now, and like so, I know I know everything that happened in that match. The crowd was claiming bumped catches, um, <laughs> pushing the backs that should have been, that were paid and they shouldn't have been. Man, I I'm all across that game, and West Coast fans are sooks. And, and I got <laughs> across the whole season. If we did have a fair sort of. Um, assessment of the best and fairest and who wins the Brownlow I reckon Razor Ray would have got votes yeah. <laughs> if he's doing the votes I guarantee he got votes I reckon they have to correct him he had some very important performances in some <laughs> games that made a difference I reckon there's somebody who's, Joffa, uh, who's off job 
at AFL head office. Fuck me, that's a hard one to get. Is it Joffa? You know, um, <laughs> who has to go through Winnipeg Razor does the vote. Ray, Ray, you can't vote for yourself. We've been through this. But anyway, Sam, before you uh, go ripping on more West Coast Eagles, um, yes. do you want to just let them know what time your plane lands? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going back Perth. I'm just going, I'm just going the opposite direction. We got around Melbourne for a while, Melbourne so. Be able to build up a bit of an army. Congrats. Take it across there. Congrats, North. Your attendance has just gone up by one <laughs> next year. Now up to six. Um, well, that leads to the obvious question then is the worst loss. So you've got Collingwood down as your worst loss. Yeah, it's either Collingwood or Gold Coast. Uh, to me, it was like, Gold Coast just because uh, I was in a pub with mates watching it mm. and I was all pumped up, thought, oh, we're going to fucking knock these guys' ass over tit. Yeah. And it was just wrong. It was just a... a Abysmal game. Some of those fluke goals by Ablett and Dixon. Just, yeah, I said Dixon like, kicked one behind Scotty yeah. Thompson's back. No, it was, Fr- was it Fred or Thompson? No, it was Thompson. Oh, Thompson yeah. tackled him and he just sort of poked his arm out over the back of Thompson's head and back and then just sort of stuck his foot out onto it. Um, but that's two years in a row where Gold Coast have come up and surprised uh, North. And yeah. not, it's not a. You can't say it's a fluke win, but everything just went right for them. It just fell. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was Ablett and Swallow's first game back, back as well. Yeah. So like nothing worked in our favour. We never play well in Queensland. Yeah. I don't know why. North have too many curses. Round one, <laughs> Queensland. It's because it's you almost moved there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so we don't want to be here. We're not playing. Yeah, We've exactly. still got debts. <laughs> being, <laughs> being in North Melbourne is a curse. Yeah. It's a fucking shithole. Let's be honest. I actually had their worst win. When I was looking through uh, North Melbourne's season, I actually thought it was pretty hard to pick a worse win for North because even in like their losses, some of them it's like their expectations weren't great from the get go. Well, for me anyway, worst win, worst loss, worst loss. Um, so it's like even the worst losses, it's like well, some of them kind of expected, and some of them you can still chalk down to well, you assume that something's going to happen. So I actually think that their worst loss was against Port in round three. With Port being... That, that, game, oh, yeah. that was a brilliant match. Though. That was a really good game. Yeah, but I thought they should have won, especially Port being 0-2. Absolutely, two, yeah. they should have won it. And, and Port... cheated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it out. And especially with Port having such a huge hype in the off-season. Yeah. Uh, they come off a strong 2014 season. And I thought that it would have been awesome to see Port 0-3 at the start of the season fuck after that. No. <laughs> so that's one of my, my main factors in having that as their worst loss because if they won that one, have Port 0-3, have um, North Melbourne hitting the ground running like that. Um, it wouldn't have made and that's when I was looking through their losses I don't see any loss making a difference in the season overall Yeah, like I think they were the best overachievers of, of the year and I don't think Ooh, much I think there's one more who's that oh, I don't have the Bulldogs yeah uh, uh, yeah no I thought uh, the Bulldogs uh, would do after that. their off season yeah um, that's I thought true it was going to be a shit year for yeah them, but, but I think anyway. I think they were more consistently impressive during the main season where yeah. I think that North Melbourne came good when it matters and that's very very important and I think that's where their experience with uh, having some older players came through and especially with weight and that, who just dominated um, dominated most of the people they played against uh, in the finals. They yeah. touched up Richmond to spectacular fashion and Twice. did Sydney again up in at ANZ Stadium. So, um, yeah, I thought the most impressive or uh, the worst loss was Port. Oh, I had their worst losses round one. Yeah, and they gave up two goals to lose in like the last 10 minutes or well, whatever. Yeah. So. To me, the Collingwood one was terrible because we were up six goals at half. Yeah, and, and yeah. they kicked the next 10. Oh, yeah, with, the next, like with uh, three minutes to go, it's even. You know, maybe eight minutes to go. Yeah, and, and the fact it was Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like it was like Blair and um, who's the other Elliot? Elliot. Yeah. yeah. God, I hate those. Players. <laughs> <laughs> Although any team has like a little mosquito squad, you just hate the mosquito yep. squad. Elliot's yep. free agent next year, so you know, probably in ten years' time we'll pick him up. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so who had big breakout years for North? Obviously Goldstein. Um, it was a bit disappointing for his Brownlow votes, but he dominated his position and was a walk-up start for the All-Australian side. Yeah, and he was just on another level in the uh, centre taps. It's always fun to see him and Sandlins go at it because Sandlins beats him to the tap. Mm. He's seven foot fucking tall. But around the ground, uh, Goldstein just gives him a, a lesson in fitness. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think the best moment I saw of Goldstein for the year was running on the wing against Essendon with McKernan. Oh, a poor part-time yeah. ruckman. Yeah. Picked his pocket. Yeah. yeah, and he's just nicked the ball, gone for a run, set it up for, I think, Ben Brown. 60-minute pass to big boner Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and it was just... That was a veteran ruckman going to a bloke who's trying to play the position. Just saying, mate, this is how it's fucking done. You just sit down. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about goal scene moments, I could go all night. But if yep. I had to pick my favourite... We've got all night. My favourite goal scene moment um, was against Sanderlands. It was that, yeah. that great win against Fremantle mm. when it was, we finally secured our, our finals berth. Yep. And... Uh, Sanderlanders beat him early. I would say the first quarter and possibly the first half, Sanderlanders beat him. He oh, monstered him physically. Yeah. Mm. And he took he kicked two goals. One of them was not on goal scene, but one of them was. And it was just him taking marks in the goal square. Yeah. Um, and so, and I was like, oh, come on, goal scene. I was, I was um, at vote count with our, <laughs> my footy mates and they were all giving me so much shit. I was <laughs> like, come on, goal scene, just come good. And he just worked his ass off incredibly hard in that second half and that goal he scored to put us in front where he's won the ball yep. he's gone the handball he's worked on so I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my microphone I'm so excited he's received the one two he's received the one two he's wheeled around in his left foot and he's slowly go up on 45 metres out and just then you see Sanderland's pantsing yep. yeah. just yeah. with his head, head in his knees realising what's happened and and that's Sa- a six foot difference. Yeah, yeah. And Sander Lance is just absolutely. Just, I've I've never seen a ruckman of a better work rate. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm too young to remember to see Jim Steins. Apparently, Jim Steins mm. was incredible yeah. as well. And he wore a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goldstein, I reckon he's you know that close off Dean Cox, and Dean mm. Cox is the best ruckman I've ever seen because yeah, uh, yeah he, he was really really good in, in the center center taps. Yeah, but. Handy around the ground. Like. And that's what I think. I think it's their connecting play where they yep. can um, mm. be in the middle of a, a play that sets up free running goals yeah. or pushing forward. They can deal with that hand pass to a man on the run. Ooh. They can pick it up I around th- their knees. I think Fox, Fox, Cox is more physically imposing. Uh, Goldstein yeah. doesn't he, have that menace. Is. Yeah, Goldstein, like, like you were saying, he's the hard worker. Because like, mm. we went to lots of North Melbourne games, especially Eddie had. And you would see him roving around the wings where um, connecting players up with uh, he's, runners He's always through. an option. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I think any ruckman that you trust to handball to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's well, fucking rare. That's a pretty short list, if we're mm. honest. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah. Literally, there's probably three. <laughs> and it's a pretty interpretive uh, sort of definition of a ruckman as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> of them. But yeah, a, a genuine ruckman that you trust. Okay, well, I can hand it yeah. to him. He's not going to... And you only, I honestly saw, like, I saw, it didn't happen that often, but I saw goals in breaking lines this year. Yep. Yeah, where, definitely, like, definitely. You know, we, all, we all base um, North's game as pretty much like handball, skinny side Kick for the traffic. Kick yeah. But, like, there were times when he hasn't, he's been set up there on the mark at half back to try and, you know, set up a play. Hasn't got the mark, the ball's come to ground, and ha- and has been hands off the goal scene, he's breaking a tackle and got a handball out. Yeah. And I'm like... 
You shouldn't be doing that. Well, exactly. That's usually, usually Ruckman give up before that happens. Yeah. yeah. That's another point too. You say, what Ruckman would you trust a handball to? What yeah. Ruckman would you trust a handball from? Yeah. Because oh, no. plenty of them, they get the hands and they're like, oh, do I handle kick? Do I? Oh. I think Sanderland has learned how to handball now. This is all he's done for 15 years. Yeah. I was going to say, there's been several Ruckman where their instructions are, you are not to kick. <laughs> yeah. You see, yeah. whenever a Ruckman takes a mark, there's always some little rover running around the back. Go on the back. Exactly. That's, That's all they do. Say, you turn around and there's going to be someone there. Yeah. It's always, tell their rovers, it's always Brett you fucking be there. I was gonna say, it's always, even when he's not playing, he's, why, he's running behind Sandlin, saying, "Yeah, give it to me, give it to me." That's why I reckon Brett Harvey he must feel robbed of having Goldstein in the side for two reasons: one, there's somebody who can squeeze a penny tighter than him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> close, I don't know. And and two is just getting those little run around around the backs. I mean, you don't need to do it off Goldstein. So. No, but it means that he can run up to the forty meters out, and whoever gets the mark there, then he can call for it. See, you can always try. Well, he likes to do a lot of things. These one percenters are awesome. Like when we were at that game and he's um, telling the opposition player when he's got the mark, he turns around and he's like, play on, play on! <laughs> from the, yeah, from oh, the that, bench. That was Spud. Yeah. Was it? It was Frida. Yeah, I remember right. that. Oh, let's, just, let's just say I was Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we've already gone through Higgins, who I thought uh, obviously had a great year. Um, but, but, the other, uh, but the other thing with Higgins, though, is that I think that he confirmed the expectations that, he had, that were on him yeah. At, at Western Bulldogs and they got transferred across they to they didn't live up to at Western Bulldogs exactly and they got transferred across to Kangaroos it's almost like make or break for him coming across there especially with the turmoil that he left the Bulldogs yep. in yeah. and I thought that the pressure on him would have been a lot more than Goldstein and everyone else on that team and I thought that he he did exactly what he needed to do and almost held down his role more than was, ex- was expected well I think you talk about the pressure but I think going to North was the right move for him had he gone to say Collingwood the pressure would have been exponentially higher because mm-hmm. They've got more fans, <laughs> yeah, and they actually get mentioned in the media. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Higgins, he kind of went North Melbourne. You may as well have gone to the waffle. <laughs> yeah, they got Magic Door. I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a few media mentions, <laughs> a couple there. Um, but uh, you know, Higgins was able to sort of get the job done without the amount of scrutiny that would happen had he gone to uh, one of the Premiership favourite teams. Yeah. But Fanny didn't try and do too much. Like he was a star he in his own right, player. but didn't try and. Um, like, like I said, he, he, he got him to kick goals. Yeah. yeah, and he kicked goals. Yeah, he That's kind of played the role they expected Daniel Wells to play, um, but Wells is still struggling to come back in the side. I, I think even more, even more structural role than what Wells would play. I think yeah. um, he's setting people up from centre half back to centre half forward and running through those, um, pushing the ball forward. Even not not necessarily his goal kicking, but he's um, awareness to set up defence coming out of mm-hmm. uh, rebounding out of your your fifty meter line. And also setting up um, Ben Brown and um, Goldstein when he's in the forward line. And who else did you have? Tarrant was playing. Petrie was playing in there. Thomas, yeah. 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 He was also one of the few players I saw consistently breaking tackles. Yeah. And Mm. that's a massively underrated skill, I find. Taking on the game. Yeah. Yeah. If you're willing to break a tackle, and people are talking about how uh, prior opportunity should be abandoned. And I don't don't disagree with that at all. Mm. But breaking a tackle is one of the skills that won't get you a stat but it is so damn important because yep. you've suddenly got an extra 10 metres. Because yep. very few times now do you see the top teams gang-tackling people. They'll have one, maybe two tacklers and everyone else is spreading out to Looking try and pick, off, up, yeah, pick off a player, trying to pick off a handball or stop the next uh, position. But yep. consistently, Higgins was able to break a tackle, gain an extra 20 metres and find a kick. Yeah. Which is a, a skill that we've been lacking for, well, since 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's been players breaking lines. Unfortunately, those lines were marriage <laughs> lines. But they were, they were, they were, and they were on a glass mirror, usually. 
Um, the other player I thought was impressive this year, um, and because I had such a shit year with predictions, um, <laughs> I, I think predict- we all did. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, you went all right. You won. We'll, we'll I did terrible. Did no, I? you won. Oh, oh we, shit. We, yeah, I was not saying much. Huh? Was, yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> oh shit. Um, one of the predictions I made was Robbie Tarrant would have a breakout year, and I reckon he did. He, he cemented himself as the key position Bloody player, <coughs> he, um, key position defender. Again, that's not saying much at North. <laughs> it, it isn't, but it, it's, I mean they've had Scotty Thompson who's battled hard, yeah, and he's done well, but he's undersized, yeah. Mm. Um, and Robbie Tarrant has been uh, a whipping boy for North for oh shit since yes. he started. Um, but he looked like he really um, became consistent. Um, for the first time in his career. Well, the, the turnaround... And then me, signed a big contract to go with it. I went down to Skilled Stadium with uh, mate Benny Victory to watch Geelong play. And he's a big Geelong fan. And we were sitting in Geelong members. And um, it was in the forward pocket and Tarrant's lining up on um, Big Tomahawk. And I'm thinking, fuck me, we're in for a bit of, a, <laughs> bit of trouble yeah. here. But Tarrant gave him an absolute fucking bath. Yeah, killed him. Just every time he was shoulder to shoulder, he managed to get himself in front. Every time the ball hit the ground, he was quicker to do it. Uh, he, he played an absolute blinder, and I, I went in that game thinking, "Fuck, this could be ugly." But in the end, it was just—I oh, think we ended up winning by well, I can tell you exactly <laughs> by sixteen points. I think I it's more than that. Or was that the one game at Simmons or the game at Eddie had? Simmons. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, I kicked three goals. Um, yeah, little fucker. Yeah, but <laughs> I think uh, with our key defenders as well, I think the reason we've got a lot better in that area. Is we just not letting our kid defenders get isolated so much? Yep. Yeah, we were having yep. that trouble in the Gold Coast game. God was an, an issue of that. When we lose the ball, we lose it, and yeah. we don't put pressure chasing back, mm. and then yep. they get the ball in so quickly. There was a moment again in the Melbourne game at the MCG where I thought we were going to lose to Melbourne, yeah, because they went on a run and because they kept isolating um, Hogan and Chris Dawes, yeah. Fucking Chris yeah. Dawes. Yeah. And when they were kicking the bag on you, yeah. I was like, well, just, you know, yeah. fair enough. But still, he's pretty young. And I was going, ah, oh, shit, here we go. And I was on the North Melbourne Facebook and everyone was like, ah, <laughs> oh, bloody Robbie Tarrant's piece of shit. And I was like, it's not them. It's our midfield just not chasing. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that we got a lot of accountability back in the second half of the season and let players like Tarrant flourish yeah really the mistake there was going on the North Melbourne Facebook page <laughs> any AFL's team's Facebook page oh my god there's some vitriol there no, I love it though <laughs> just throwing when gasoline can, on. Yeah. when you can throw it out after a win it's worth it but yeah. when you get those hard losses especially at Collingwood you're just like oh fuck no no shut down computer um, and it's got to be said with uh, North too because I, I didn't pick them to finish inside the eight and they finished eighth Eighth on the ladder, and then yeah. you know fourth yeah. after winning a couple of finals. Um, I thought that their elders were, you know, on their way out. But Harvey had a great year. He, yeah. he'll, looks like he's got another two in him. Yeah, which um, is scary. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. Ferido, He's negotiated for five. <laughs> Ferido had a better year than the previous year, and Petri. Um, I reckon he, he had a good year. I, had, I reckon he had a really good year last year, but. Um, and Petri was. Uh, had, didn't kick as many goals, and um, but he also had you know weight down there to share the load, yeah. and Higgins as well. And I thought he still certainly held up his end. You're supposed mm-hmm. to have Brown down there too, but I think he yeah. went a bit missing this year compared to last. He certainly, he's did. only a younger lad. I think Brown you can sort of forgive because he's always making an option. Mm. Um, as long as you're learning through the season, then yeah, you're um, something cared of it. They've sort of realised now that they need to disrupt his run at the ball, and he has to put him in the fucking weights room. That's what they need to do. Yeah, <laughs> that too. But. Um, he needs to sort of get a bit more mass about him and a bit more menace around. Yeah. He's, 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 he skips leg day, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like it, doesn't he? 
But his ability to snap for a big man is spectacular. Yeah. Um, very few big men can uh, bend the ball like he does. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be more and more common. His ability to keep the feet in a contest, Ben Brown, is yeah. pretty amazing for a kid that size and that young. Yeah. Um, but the second half of the year, he did go missing a bit. I think defenders kind of worked him out because he runs so straight and hard at the ball. Yeah. He was, he's a tunnel underneath it. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, 2014, he made a name as a September specialist. He mm. was brilliant. Yeah. I don't know if he got a kick in this September. Yeah, but he had oh, weight he there as well. And the thing is, when, when someone like weight's going good, the responsibilities and what you need to do aren't quite there, you know what I mean? He the was quiet. Is he still had his moments against Richmond and Sydney. Um, yeah. But the, it was the prelim. He just had a fucking shocker. Kicked a goal, but yeah. had a shocker. But the other thing is, Everyone too, did in, the, in the structure, they had him running in the opposite direction to weight, which mm. they should have been doing all fucking season. But as soon as he runs yeah. the opposite direction, you're taking one key defender away and yeah. a rover has to sort of cut that off as well. Yeah. Plus, when you so, look at how they zone out, you yeah. really disrupt like where they're... Immediately, you've got weight... There's too much area to cover. Weight isolated on most defenders. He's probably going to take the mark. May not kick the goal, yeah. but as a mark, he is spectacular. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to say... And the other thing, uh, Ferrito. I thought he was done at the start of the season. I did too. Um I think he's done just enough to prolong his career considering there's no backmen who've come on. Like, they've been trying to get Joel Tippett in. They've been trying to get uh, Tarrant, which succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, a lot of the, the young lads are injured now. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't think you will be worse off by keeping him. No. Way. But no, I, you're I, getting I, value. I do think 2016 is going to be his last run around, though. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I can't see him going wrong. When I was looking at um, the North Melbourne, I was, it kind of seems like they're in the same... A bit better off, but in the same general area as St Kilda were, where you're not really sure which way you're going to go. And I feel like St Kilda went the fuck everyone off except for a couple yep. of stars, and we'll just get young guns and get draft picks and go that way. And North Melbourne went the other way, and North Melbourne would have gone better in the short term. But I'm really interested, interested to see those two teams compared in like the one to three year period yep. and see which one pays off. I think the benefit though in the way North approached, it, and Richmond did something similar. We're you, stuck in the middle of both. I think yeah. we didn't get, go. We didn't go. We didn't. We we sat on the fence and didn't yeah. go one or the other. I think. But by getting some poly seniors in, the juniors you do have get to learn from them. Yeah. And like Martin learned from Cousins, which on field and off field <laughs> has had a, a mixed bag effect. Yeah. But um, when you actually are learning from those players, the younger guys develop much quicker. Yeah. Uh, whereas St Kilda haven't really been able to develop their younger players to the same extent. Yeah, but they've had older players that have had a lot more experience than Richmond senior players as well. So mm, like they've played enough. in grand finals and things like that and they've experienced that sort of pressure where I feel Richmond sort of went six, one half dozen the other. They didn't really go all or nothing yeah. in one way. Mm. And I think so that means you'll always be in that medium area of fifth down to 14th more or less. Well, Richmond and North have kind of done that for ages. They've never gone yeah. low enough to get awesome picks. The thing is, you guys won premiership, so... You know. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> Richmond, that counts for something. Richmond went low enough to get awesome picks. They just picked we didn't, yeah, really exactly. poorly. We, no, we, we picked better I, picks not having first crack at it. Yeah. And that's why I was trying to explain it where we look at the game of the Baccarat when I was dealing in the casino. If you let... Like, if you get a mate and you go, all right, we'll play Baccarat just like between me and you, won't put on the table and let the other person pick, you will win. For no other reason that the other one has to pick which one's going to win. Like the statistics are pretty even with uh, the bank has a slight little advantage, but it doesn't matter. They if they're gonna pick, you will win. And like I've tried this obviously for <laughs> eight hours a day over across ten years, and it works. I know there is a mathematical theory Math- behind it. I don't know because I'm a fucking retard. Yeah, I think it's called. <laughs> so, I think it's called maths. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so it's like that. I think Richard are better off not having so much of an open choice. Just narrow it down, and I think we do much better that way. So I'm happy for Richmond being 
the late end of the first round of draft picks and we tend to do better. Like, I don't know how we got Morris Rioli. How the fuck do you know with him? Well, you, he's you not got him in math not, either. You got him in 1982. Oh, sorry, so not Morris. Fucking Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel, that's right. Yeah. And you got him from the Waffle. You got Morris. But anyway, back on Daniel. Well, yeah, we got Cracker as well. Then he went to the Waffle and came out good. So <laughs> we've got real this time. Hopefully, we've just six of one caught at the end there. We'll actually get some of it. But, yeah. but, um, but the other player I think is going to have an interesting 2015, uh, 2016, sorry, will be Petrie. Um, his average skill level is pretty good. But his ability to take the big games on, I think, has been lacking the last couple of years. And he's a brilliant servant of the club. He's the heart and soul of everything. But he's not a superstar. No, no he's above f- average. He is. He's consistently above average. But when you've got a forward line that's already pretty stacked with tools, because you're going to have... It is uh, now, yeah. Yeah, Brown, Waite, uh, Goldstein goes up there, kicks a few goals. You don't really need more height in there. Um I, I think he's going to have a, a solid 2016, but I don't think he's going to probably look from 2017 and beyond, unfortunately, um, which is unfortunate because he's a spectacular bloke. Well, look at um, the ins and outs for the year, for the season at the minute. And North lost a, a few senior players already um, in at the end of this season. So it will be interesting how they go end of next season because um, I think Boomer's still going to go around. Um, unless something drastic happens. Um, but you've also got, um, like we said, Ferrito and Petri. It's like, um, where do they go? But, uh, okay, so they're the out. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, grab a drink. Oh, shit. Jeez, man. Oh. Oh. <sighs> if you go into the Google Doc, it's got all the yeah, I got it links. So when we look at the outs for North for this year, we've got Lee Adams, Ryan Bastanak, Nathan Grimer, Daniel Curry, Kieran Harper, Scott McMahon, uh, and then Eric Wallace and Max Warren. Well, I don't know if Max played a game. Uh, Max Warren played one game. One. Mm. There you go. Uh, was it round 23 this year? No. <laughs> That's how bad he is. That, that doesn't count as a game he a, if he did. He had a couple of okay pre-seasons, but then mm. uh, Mason Wood but, I mean, seemed to fill that role a bit. Better. Adams, Bastanak, Grimer, McMahon, there's some... Journeyman, yeah. Uh, I think Grimer was better than a journeyman. I think he was uh, down back. He was fantastic in that he always put in a hundred and twenty percent, just because he was a Taswegian and couldn't figure out one hundred percent was the maximum he should put in. Um, and he kept every player he was on honest. I, I think he averaged about eight, like um, super uh, points. One point, uh, no, eight was <laughs> that too. Eight one percent as a game or something stupid. Like he was. For pure work rate, it was Calamity Jane when he had the ball. Like, he was... Oh. Abs- like his shocking. highlight, though, with that goal. Like I was say, yeah, his yeah. goal celebration was worth That was yeah. unbelievable. I think it was uh, his 79th game or something. Yeah, it was, it was like a couple of games from breaking the record for yeah. like most games without a goal. And tell you what, he turned it right up. And he went straight into the media and mm. he managed to cash in on that goal more than I've ever seen anyone cash in on a goal. Mm. For six months, then he's fucked again. Well, yeah, but mind you, I I would be bitterly disappointed if he didn't have a long media career because he's such a likable dude. Well, I was going to say, he, he, uh, North Melbourne's loss is the media's gain because he is so good. when He's, he's on uh, SEN all the time, and I think he does other work around yeah. the place. He's like a smarter Dougie Hawkins. 
which isn't that hard. But. <laughs> you can say the bar's pretty yeah. fucking low. It's like saying you're a hotter Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> um, you either punch him or thank him. How many? He only played like 80, 80, 80 odd games. 80 on, something, yeah. 83 yeah. off memory. Oh, out of a lot of seasons, you know. Cause, yeah. Oh, he took he, a it, was in, it was in the club for about a decade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Um, so yeah. after he hit the goal, then he got fucking kicked out of there. Ah, uh, injuries. Oh, okay. His, his back was fucked. He had like a, a prolapse disc and he had a fused vertebrae and he's all a, this bullshit. It's a bit Brendan Shorb. Ah, uh, okay. He, he, he realised... There's more money to be made outside the game yep. than inside it. Yep. This goes on business as well, doing like fake loan and stuff. So, I yeah. think he well, fake loans, fake fake oh. loan. That's Boomer Harvey's with fake loans. Boomer Golson in that racket. They've all split a North Melbourne cashies or something. <laughs> oh, you know how a lot of ex footy players have car yards. I can imagine Boomer having pawn shops. But <laughs> <laughs> like, pawn as in you come in with your gear or or whichever f- makes him money. Actually, no. if you got cash, he's willing to sell it to you. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what though he'd pay less tax than BHP I reckon and I bet you every time he, you know like uh, Porn Stars the TV show on A&E you know uh, I know a guy Goldstein yeah. comes in every single time that's the show <laughs> oh yeah no this is only worth about 20 bucks mate <laughs> um, Bassanac is uh, a bit of a loss but like you were saying um, Sam a little while ago him and uh, Cunnington were neck and neck yeah. uh, almost um, interchangeable for the first half mm. of their careers yeah. And it felt like Cunnington took that extra step where Bastanak is still waiting for it. Yeah, there was a period this year where, like, at North training, um, Joel Tippett and Bastanak had, like, a sprinting contest. Yeah. And Joel Tippett was beating Bastanak. Have they finished yet? Or? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a point. I think I was one of them like, put down. <laughs> I got to the point, like, why, why is Bastanak at the club? Like, he's not fast. <laughs> he doesn't win his own ball. He does spot it up quite a bit with him when he does have the ball yeah. and it's like is it office space what is it exactly you do, you do? do yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah pretty much it, it got to that point and I did like Bastanak but he became my whipping boy for a bit yeah. so he's almost like the North Melbourne uh, version of Butcher from Paul Pernod Pur- 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 yeah, no, no, no. I did see a lot of people calling him Basti Hack on the uh, Facebook page I think that was me <laughs> But um, Scott McMahon's uh, unfortunate. Uh, same, yeah. uh, a journeyman who um, his best game's not that f- far from his worst, if you know what I mean. Um, so he's consistent, that's what I'm trying to say. I said on Reddit, if he was half a good footballer as he was a bloke, he would be yeah. a superstar. Mm. Um, but he was never an amazing player. Um, I think he'll be most remembered for the restraint he showed, not kicking Brian Lake in the face yeah. when he was first to the scene or against <laughs> yep. Petrie. But like... I was going to say, if he's half as good a footballer as he was a bloke, I'm glad we don't say that about Hodge or Lake. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise... Uh, that wouldn't make West broken here. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, no, I was just saying that Scott McMahon was a fantastic player, but he was always limited on his ability. He had a role to play. Yep. And he played close to every single role at the club. There were periods where he was running through the middle. Mm. He, he played in the front six, played in the back six sort of primarily of the time. Um, and he was... There was bad years. Like, I think he started 2006, 2007. And right. we had like a... We, we were okay. We won a final. And we had a lot of bad years. Yeah. And he was 
a good, a great servant in those yeah. bad years. And it's such a shame to see him now that he can't make in the team, but he can't. It's a, yeah. it's a bit like that with North, though. They've been lacking that out-and-out superstar. Yeah. Um, where, you know, they've had great competition for Best Club Man Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the team you could have a beer with. If you could have a beer with that back line between McMahon, uh, Adams... Um, so as your Grimer. shout, though. <laughs> <Thompson>. <laughs> it might have to be your shout, yeah. But, uh, Thompson would knock it over as soon as you left. Yeah, they'd, they'd be great blokes to have a beer with. Uh, but Thompson would be the funny... He'd be that guy that gets you in shit. You wouldn't yeah. leave your beer unattended. No, you come back and there'd be little hairs floating in it. You're like, you little bastard. Or the bouncer would come up and say, look, lads, it's time to go. You've had enough. And Thompson would be like, oi, mate, fucking throws him on the ground or some bullshit. You could try it. He's tried it many times. He's, he's um, how do you say, fighting out of his weight division many, many times on the field. Mm. Well, he, the fact that he tried to take on Barry Hall. That's just stupid. I respect him for Repeatedly. that. Man. Yeah. It wasn't a once-off. It yeah. was just like, well, I'll keep fucking going. Well, losing by like 50 points. I think Barry Hall kicked like four or five at that point. And he just kept on niggling him. And it's like, mate, you kind of get killed. That's it. You just reminded me what I wanted to bring up about Scotty Thompson. Um, what I do like about him was the game against Hawthorne this year. Now, um, Hawks have got a shot after the siren. And I think it was Gunston. Um, so the siren's gone. Hawks are up by 54 points. He's had a shot from 55 out. And Scotty Thompson, uh, it's gone through and they've tried to claim it as touch and the goal player's called a goal. Scotty Thompson's argued with the goal player. Yeah, of course. He goes, no, mate, no, it's touch. It's touch, mate, it's touch. I'm like, what, 55 instead of 60? But it's, it's the principle of it. Yeah, he's a backman right. and that's what he does. <laughs> he's incentivized against goals kicked on him. That's what's going on. I got in a few arguments about Thompson. A lot of people saying, like, I think there was... Um, there, was a, there was a Melbourne game, actually. Melbourne, Melbourne fans and doggy fans, I love them because, you know, they're... They're passionate. But Jesus Christ, the soft cocks. Like, <laughs> and it was like this year they were arguing about it. Okay, can't fly home to Perth. <laughs> can't stay. Well, in after Melbourne. fifty years, you kind of run out of excuses. I yeah, think. no, that's fair enough. Um, but it was a, it was a point in this game. Like he was niggling Jesse Hogan, and Jesse Hogan's a great white hope. They don't. Want, they, they want to stick up for him. Fair enough. And I'm going on about. It. I'm like, mate, he's a defender. Like, you That's learn the dark do. arts. There's, there's a period when you're a footballer when you're like, oh shit, I'm going to end up as a fullback here. And yep. There's nothing you can do about it. Yep. I, and it's, yeah. I can actually imagine um, Thompson uh, just sort of working the dark arts, like pulling yeah. out a wand, yeah, pretty trying much. to cast a hex, and then booming, going, nah, mate, this is how you fucking do it. <laughs> but, just, yeah. you know, chopsticks, what you need. <laughs> That's his job, but he does it well. He gets beaten one-on-one a lot, but if he was at any other club, he'd be a rebounding defender, I believe, yeah. and he started at a club like that, and, it, I, and it's got to the point now where it's like, you have to be a key defender because we don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that first team meeting where they're like, all right, uh, Tomo, you're at fullback. What, mate? <laughs> yeah, you're on um, uh, Tomahawk. No. Oh, fuck. No, I reckon he's the one like, you know, Spike, the little dog in those cartoons. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I can fucking take him. I can fucking take him. I'll go. I'll go. Don't worry about it. I'll take him. I'll, I'll, I'll the, he seems to do all of this niggle and um, stirring without malice. He never seems like he's going to belt someone. Hmm. He just always seems like he wants to get them so pissed off that he'd find it funny to see them lose the plot. Yeah. It seems like a cunt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's, that, he's the bloke that's always getting you in trouble. He's going, go on, mate, dare you. Fucking dare you. Go on, dare you. So that's the outs, the ins. Oh, we still got Adams. Do we talk about Adams? Yeah, Adams. He's, um, we gave him what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Loved him, Again, but a soft head. It, it's yeah. a, it's oh, the same thing. Yeah. He's another, you know, really competing for that best club man award. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, 
competed a bit too hard with his head. Yeah. But uh, I'm actually glad he called time on it because yep. you don't want him to... Yeah. I thought he was a solid servant, but you, you don't want blokes getting too fucked up. He was actually a really smart player, the Adams. Like, you forget about it, but, like, he made a lot of pretty good small defenders look stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he was actually quite a smart player. Like, yeah, obviously, he's never going to be Judd. But, like, he was a decent player. But, again, a player we're probably not going to miss too much, as much as that's really shit to say about a good vote. He, he is. Yeah. He's replaceable. But, I mean, yeah. that, that's football. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, 100, 100 yeah. uh, draftees every year, which means there's got to be 100 out at the other yeah. end too. In the right team, it could make a huge difference, but yep. they were never the right team no. for a person who's going to fill that for, role. For the cup, yeah. And the other one was uh, Kieran Harper, who I don't think anyone could pick a highlight or even pick his face out of a lineup. Um, there was there was a goal against Brisbane, which um, was one of the best goals I've ever seen. Where he's so uh, he's, he's he's won the ball, he's trapped it, brought him into himself, gone the fend off, and has thrown on his boot. Um, from from a pocket from about thirty meters out, and just gone straight in. He was a mercurial player, but couldn't get on the park. Now, if anyone watched Brisbane North, then that would have been a brilliant <laughs> fucking highlight. But My I think that life. rated lower than bloody a repeat of Better Homes and Gardens. Mm. But, um, and the only other one that was delisted was Majak Door, who was then uh, tr- had some uh, meetings he had to go to, and then he came back. Uh, in the preseason, so he got rookie drafted again. Um, lost Eric Wallace as well, which um, uh, honestly I was disappointed about that. I yeah. thought he had a lot of upside. He yeah. was um, athletically, he was fantastic, and he tried his ass off all through training. But uh, I did watch a few of his highlight packages, and if you thought Magic Door uh, was lucky in an AFL game, Wallace was in the same boat. Right, I can say it, it must be because they experimented with um, uh, Magic a few times, and I thought he, he looked. I've never seen a player look more lost on a field. Yeah. Um, so if Wallace couldn't get a game in round 23, um, I think he just says, you know what, terrific specimen, but not not this sport. You I can't do it too late. One of the skills that uh, AFL requires that not many other sports do is to keep your feet in a physical contest. Because yeah. mm. not many contact sports have that same sort of physicality. Biomechanics. Like you yeah. couldn't grasp the basic biomechanics of being an AFL player, like getting underneath the centre of gravity and... Hmm. being able to uh, have a solid base and things like that. You just couldn't grasp that concept. Yeah, or expecting the contact. Because, yeah. you know, as a, a basketballer, uh, they expect a certain level of contact, but not the 110-kilo yeah. bloke coming in at maximum speed trying to Usually you initiate, you box them out or something yeah. like yeah. that. So when you're big man, you box out, and that way they can't do anything. Like, you it, it's mitigate that, yeah, that. you'll make that, contact, that, then that jump. Contact, yeah. But in AFL, you'll jump and expect contact in midair. Yeah. Uh, one of the first skills any bloke who's playing footy at a, a you know, open age level learns is to protect your body yeah it's, it's a, you ain't shit son <laughs> especially playing country footy if you're going for the ball especially yeah. in B grade or some shit you go from playing against 16 year olds to playing against 40 year old grown minors yeah who are angry that you're even on the yeah, field who hate your dad <laughs> can, can, I, can I just relay one story from uh, my playing days and that when I was 15 and playing I think my first game um, and you're right you learn to protect yourself because I didn't <laughs> um, I remember uh, I, I, the ball spilled out of a pack and I've bent down to pick it up and as soon as I looked out this massive unit just run at me and he's hit me uh, hip and shoulders square down the middle of my chest my head flew back so much that snot literally flew out of my nose <laughs> and I, I remember that like, that's were your boots sensation. left on the ground with the socks in them <laughs> very close but I do remember I, I hit the ground and I went shit I'm alright and then uh, another player came over and said, yeah, you might want to protect yourself next time. I'm like, yep, I'm good. <laughs> get up and go. But yeah, so, you know, so when they say they belt the snot out of you, 
actually happened to me once. <laughs> so I remember that happening too, running with a flight of the ball at one stage. And then I'm looking above my <laughs> head trying to catch this sure, fucking yeah. ball. And a bloke, uh, fuck it, I'll name him, Grub Hay, comes across with an elbow to my jaw and I'm out. Thing is, mum tried to jump the fence and fucking belt him. <laughs> and the, but he never played another game because uh, the fullback also worked on the mine uh, as long, along with Grub Hay and held him over a mine shaft apparently. So if you do that fucking again, I'll kill you. So country footy, lads. Country footy. Um, so they're the ins and outs. I mean, do we want to go through the draftees? Do they mean anything to you? Well, the, the major in would be Jed Anderson, obviously. It's Farron Ray, let's be honest. <laughs> Ray Farron. Ray Farron. Oh, fuck. We, we did post that up. They, I, I think Petrie put it on. Yeah, yeah Petrie put it on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, or something. I can only assume that it's uh, a wind-up, because surely Reebok isn't sponsoring North Melbourne. But um, <laughs> they put Ray Farron on his locker, um, which is... I used a better name. Yeah, I actually love Farron Ray's name. It's actually like, I don't know, this sounds good, but... <laughs> it sounds but, like David Attenborough said. But Farron's not a name, Ray's a name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So but I just can't imagine like a mum pushing this little kid out of a vagina, holding him in her arms <laughs> and going, I name him Farron. Yeah. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Why did Still he go, high on he, the gas. Why level. did he go through labour for that? Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> Farron. To, to me, it's Discovery Channel. It's like, and here we have the Farron Ray flying across the oceans, looking lovely. It, it does sound like, like a bird. I thought more of a, like a landscape, a, a Farron Ray, you know, going, yeah. going through the savannah. I thought she what? had a stroke during childbirth and couldn't say Jared or something. <laughs> Farron. 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 Or it could be a Star Wars thing. Like, oh, he's been hit with the Farron Ray. Oh, he's Fucked. <laughs> Fucking crash. Um, and the other end, you're right, we forgot the ends. Jed Anderson. Um, now, absolute steal. Yeah, I um, think that's going to be a very, very important moment. I've oh, never seen to- him play except for like one um, uh, preseason game against Collingwood where he carved up. Which is preseason. Yeah. yeah. He had one game during a regular season where he carved up two, I believe. He, he's had a couple. He played, he was the uh, best junior for Hawks in 2014. I think or 2013 um, and then missed an entire season that sort of set him back he started yep. round one this year against uh, Geelong and had an alright game but just couldn't couldn't string it together the only thing that worries me is that uh, Hawthorne might have pulled a Gumbleton and just gone no he's fine oh, we're really <laughs> really struggling to lose him and in the end it turns out he's had his leg amputated or some bullshit Hawthorne <laughs> have fucked us in the past Nathan Thompson as I well say, was yeah. damaged goods on us oh, yeah. I, I thought he was a good club he, man he I think it was Lance Piccioni who was we've the we've been over on. this of north of like clubmen <laughs> yeah. we need less clubmen and more bastards <laughs> yeah. I mean Hawks we, also got rid of Lance Franklin who decided nah not playing finals get fucked <laughs> so that being been like a bit of a, a track record of getting rid of what Turns out to be damaged. Hawthorne bits. causes depression. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's what we can see. The issue is we're a happy team in Hawthorne. <laughs> if Everyone we're else not can happy, get cancer. Fuck you, cancer. It's it's all relative. We just make the others miserable, and it's great. You should try it. <laughs> well, the, the only minor point with getting so you're the Republicans of the AFL. <laughs> the only minor disappointment with Jed Anderson was we had to trade Curry to get him across, and I've been a big fan of Curry for a long time, and I think he'll have a, a brilliant career. But somewhere else where he isn't the fifth choice for Ruck. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, you've got Goldstein, which is obviously your first choice. And unfortunately, uh, your second choice is Brown. And then you've got uh, Dorr pitch hitting there. And then Petrie. And even Waits taking some taps. And so by the end of it, it's Curry, while a fantastic Ruckman and useful around the ground, just, uh, yeah, couldn't do it. And he played... He had a great VFL season. I'm going to say, that's it. He's had lots of VFL. We've heard that he's the next best thing 
for a long time and he just never like did he play two games or three uh, he only played preseason, as far as I can remember no Curry I remember him definitely playing a game against the Doggies last year but like okay. that but is, that's me exactly. stretching like, yeah exactly yeah. that's what I mean he's been almost good enough for so long and, and the issue is North is pretty much the worst club for him to be at mm. yes because he's a ruckman he's he's not handy in down forward or, or anything like that and Goldstein rucks for 90 to 95% of the game well Goldstein like we can compare him to every other ruckman that's ever been but I would dare say no other ruckman has the engine he does like he, he just does not stop running I've never seen a ruckman I've never seen a ruckman play distance run like that yeah that percentage of the game especially since um you know the high rotations that come in yeah since his contract said he gets incentivized for minutes played Fuck me, you've never seen him rest. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the stats, but I think he's led the Ruckman to comp for minutes played for the last three or four years. No, which not. scares me because we're talking about Curry leaving Curry behind. And we talk about Brown, we talk about Waite, we talk about all of his players being able to pinch it in the Ruck. They can pinch it. Yeah. They yep. can't ruck a whole game. Yeah. No. If Goldstein goes down, touch wood, Christ, please never happen. <laughs> if that does happen... <laughs> Christ might have a thing against him. <laughs> I don't... Door is going to have to play a whole game in the ruck? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> is that going to fuck everything up? It seems to be good to watch. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, lo- I, I like Door. He's great for the playing group and the boys love him. <laughs> but... Oh, my God. If that scares me. That's horrifying. <laughs> that that makes me excited. we're in. <laughs> As, as a non-North Melbourne fan, I'll watch that match. <laughs> I'm like, all right, sweet. We got something's going to happen here. Could be good. Could be hilariously Let's, failed. It'd be something because Magic Door is built like a fucking brick shit house. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, he spends half his time on his ass because he gets knocked over by guys 100 kilos lighter. Yeah, and another guy that skips leg day too. Yeah. He <laughs> he is yeah. a rather top heavy. If you're a ruckman, you got a box gap. You need to start hitting the, <laughs> the legs. Which <laughs> was. <laughs> No, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Draftees wise, so they got uh, one of the tw- the McKay twins. Mm. Is that right? So, uh, Mackay, McKay, Ben McKay. Yeah, Mackay, Is like it Ben yeah. or yes, yes it's Ben? Yeah. Um, and besides, I mean, don't pretend that we know anything about draftees because you know it's well, not anyone, we do pretend that we do know something about. Them. I read Emma Quayle's <laughs> shit. She seems she seems good. Emma Quayle knows her shit. She's yeah. good. Yeah. I'll just go what she says. Um, Mitchell Hibbert, um, they got through. Who I think was one that was uh, highly. Uh, uh, yeah, he slid record. a bit in the draft. I was yeah. surprised when we got him. Yeah, because yeah, I think he was linked to, well, in one of the many fucking draft preview things I read that he was going to go to Hawks um, you know, 10 or 20 yeah. picks earlier than he did. So, yeah. Is he, uh, is he related places. to Pig Hibbard from uh, Essendon? I, I don't think so. But okay. I, that, I've heard for some. Yeah. I don't know. Offer him some drugs and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> if he asks what's in it, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, on to the... Their draw uh, for 2016. Um, they've been handed one of the hardest draws in the competitions. So yeah, it happens every year. Their uh, their double up games against the Hawks, the Swans, the Crows, the Bulldogs all played finals this year. Jesus, and the Saints, who we expect to improve. Mm. Yeah. So that's a that's a tough little run there. The thing is, though, um, in the past, you, you judge this the um, fixture on what teams did last season. But so often we've had in the last few seasons, teams who've done well have fallen away, with the exceptions of Hawthorne, Western Australian teams, and Sydney. So, Well, I mean, Eagles didn't make finals in 2014, and they came back. And they were one of the surprises in 2015. Well, I, mean, I know Port was one of the teams you thought, yeah, oh, fuck, we're going to have a hard way. run and we'll take them on. And it ended up being just about a give-me for most teams. Uh, I have no idea why, because on paper they should be spectacular. Uh, Adelaide was another team that everyone thought would do brilliantly, and they had a, a middling season. Um, 
North and Richmond happened to win the games that uh, they needed to and make a couple of upsets. Well, I mean, the good thing about having those double-up games, even if they are hard games, they're the teams you're going to compete with Mm. for those final spots. So if you're going to take wins off the teams, the best way to do it is by playing against them. The only problem with any time you double up with Hawthorne is that you've got players out with injury after there all the time. And Hawthorne have players out with suspension. But, I was going to say, none of your players missed through injuries. Our players missed through suspension. Not a thank you. Not one. Well, yeah, I'm sure GWS was really thinking, well, they, they were did. playing Hawthorne. GW, oh, GWS owes a lot of fucking money for like they, getting Hodge and bloody Lewis suspended. Yeah. yeah. So we lost that one, but uh, you know, it turned out all right for us. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, key games for 2016 as well. Um I think North have finally got their wish to get back to Friday night footy. Um, you got five so this year? If, I think something like that. If they ever have a good Friday match and North's not in it, I will fucking go down to AFL headquarters and burn that place down. Well, I think Bulldogs have been one of the big... Um, uh, trying to, you know, what's the word? A- advocate for it or... Yeah, in the last three sure years. North have been doing it since 1984. Mm. Um, I reckon they should because, like I keep saying, with Bulldogs and North, what's their marquee matchup for the year? I mean, they just they don't have one. I mean, you, Collingwood have always got Essendon and Carlton. Hawthorne have Geelong on, on Easter Monday. You know, there's Anzac Day. There's the Dreamtime at the G. Um, there's, uh, for the interstate clubs, they have their local derbies, derbies. Well, North have got the... Um, clash. <laughs> the Workman's Cup or whatever it is. The yeah. Eureka What's match that? with Richmond. The yeah. Richmond for the summer, summer, I've that has, never heard of that. Yeah, exactly. For the summer that has community housing. Yeah. <laughs> for Richmond, their, their key one's obviously... Um, dream time so it's a second tier rivalry with Richmond but um, that's what I mean where's, yeah. where's North's which is if they go you know what um, uh, Good Friday or even the Thursday before Good Friday yeah. make it you know make it something and fucking call it something if you want but make it consistent and that's why you know those uh, North have been campaigning for this as well as the Bulldogs you know because they need that marquee matchup that they mm, can they do. you know I'm looking forward to that game next year already you know they don't have that I'm all for North versus Doggies, but I just can't see it drawing. Even if it's a good Friday and people want to go and watch a footy and it becomes a thing. Like, I've heard, I don't know the geography of Melbourne at all. Like, fuck knows. But um, apparently uh, the Children's Hospital is near North and Carlton and North and Carlton have yes. a lot of stuff yeah, to do with yeah, it. Yeah. So I heard Good Friday football, those two teams, Carlton will, bring, Carlton will hopefully bring in a few... Um, people into the yep. return styles and, and do it as like a telethon oh, kind of thing like <laughs> the whole day for the children's hospital well the thing that AFL Jesus would love it yeah <laughs> why not yeah um, you have like the parade down Ligon Street or something you know? yeah. yeah he'd, he'd be like well the... this will remove my memory of getting fucking crucified <laughs> <laughs> this might work <laughs> but if I was going to make it work I would be looking I want North to get it because I'm biased as of hell course. and yeah. we have been pushing it for a long time um, and fuck Essendon don't need any more um, yeah. but that's the problem AFL is going to want one of the big big yeah. clubs to have it so if you're going to make it work I think it's going to be someone like Carlson and as much as I want the doggies to like share in it with us something yeah but I just can't see it and I think it's in, in the AFL's best interest to try and make North Melbourne one of those big clubs because Carlton are fucked like they're way on the bottom and Essendon shit. looking much better. Exactly. Debt coming out of their ears. In exactly. terms of Essendon look worse, so I think it's in their best interest to put North Melbourne, like you said, up against someone like Carlton, and instead of having North Melbourne perceived as a club that's done, had success in the last 20 years or something like that, which is more than what Richmond or yeah, what yeah. else has done, 
um, they've got at least something to, to hang their hat on. Like the, the team of the century is a pretty stunning team. And most of them were from, you know, the... 70s and then the yeah, yeah, 90s. That's it. You've got two little two, decades. Yeah, of yeah, those golden yeah. patches. And so, you, you, yeah, you've got some sort of culture there, but it's a matter of making them one of those big marketable teams, which I think they should be in their own right because they've had success in the last 20 years when a lot of those historical big teams haven't. Well, North, North got on to blame but themselves then. As, just yeah. as an aside, we did not capitalise on our 90s and yeah. early 2000s like we should have. We, first of all, we should have done more on the field we should have walked around more than two premierships and a little bit less off the field yeah Yeah. less family gatherings I think the fact that that team doesn't get well generally doesn't get brought up as one of the best teams in that conversation throw your head in there the best premiership teams ever I think with the Kerry the Martin it was a a top heavy team the Archer with Kerry and everyone else but the thing is everyone else was pretty fucking good it was yeah but they weren't Kerry yeah no it was a top heavy team you had uh, Kerry McKernan um, Martin was a brilliant fullback, mm. and then uh, Shannon Grant had a few yeah, good Archer seasons. There as well, didn't you? Long, Archer, yeah. obviously worth mentioning. Yeah. Longmire as yeah, full Longmire, forward. Longmire as yeah, full yeah. forward yeah. was a, a brilliant, uh, dedicated full forward. Mm. Like one of the guys could stay at home or lead out of the fifty and be consistent. But the the average skill level was skewed up because of guys like Kerry Longmire, mm. Archer Martin. I mean, when your game plan is kick it to the big bloke. I mean, it's fairly easy to follow. Yeah. Makes Pagan look Stay good. Stay out of the way of the big bloke. In yeah, fact, pa- we'll have Pagan, did, Pagan did look like a genius, but when it was like yeah. isolate Kerry, yeah. kick on his head. Well, yeah, you, yeah. Kerry one-on-one, he, he wins that contest. It's like, like Phil Jackson coaching Jordan. We've got this triangle him. offense. Oh, fuck it. Right. Give it to Jordan. Give yeah. it to Jordan. Collect money. <laughs> is there a step three? No, step fuck three bitches. is repeat. <laughs> oh, shit, though. Yeah, yeah. How's this Kobe fella? Yeah, I might yeah. go to LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, just Carlton, to, you say? Just to backtrack slightly, we were talking about um, North and Bulldogs on um, Good Friday. The big test this year is they got a Friday night match against the Bulldogs down in Tassie. So the first Friday night game in, uh, in oh, be a Hobart. It will be a sellout. Um, it's only 8,000. It's going to be a family affair. Yeah, uh, like it always is. But it'll be a good test to see how it goes, um, you know, with uh, the TV ratings as well. It's um, going to be fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see them own the Etihad Stadium, make theirs the rivalry of Etihad Stadium. Like, because you've got all the other rivalries, like you've got Essendon versus Richmond at the G, Richmond yep. Carlton at the G, Hawks versus Geelong at the G. And uh, there's not really a big marquee that sort of owns Etihad Stadium. And I think they should tee up with that and have Bulldogs versus um, Kangaroos at Etihad Stadium. Make that their one little big event. Surely you can get 40. You can get 40. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so, who are we looking for a big season from? For, for North this year because I Ben like Brown said, for me I, I was brilliant that I picked Tarrant last year and Ben Brown's who I've put down mm. um, he, he needs a big one you know big fellas they take that little bit longer to get used to AFL he had a breakout 2014 um, and I thought his finals in 2015 in comparison to 2014 was mm. a big letdown I think between Ben Brown Cunnington who I think can, he's he's not an elite midfielder I don't think at the moment but he's I think he can extend himself to be one uh, yeah. he's, he's got a good uh, a good ability to get a hard ball um, his ability to target 40 out on either foot is a bit hit and miss at the moment if he can improve that and get quicker hands I think he's going to move into an elite level uh, the other one I really want to see come on is Taylor Garner um, yeah. he has a brilliant highlight reel but again he has the spud moments where you're thinking Oh, fuck, he's got room, he's running, all he's free. Fuck, yes, what the fuck are you doing? You've bounced it and it's gone back behind you. Oh, dear 
God, what the fuck are you doing? I said, also like, oh, he's got a mark 20 metres out in front. I can put my beer down. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah, oh, shit, he's handballed out of bounds. It <laughs> wasn't even a fucking option. <laughs> yeah, he does that. But for me, I, I will, it's not so much... It's Something I'll be looking forward to, though, is the dynamic between Swallow and Zeeble. There's always talk about Zeeble, and some people want to see him as captain. Yeah, put um, your hand up, Josh. I do. I honestly yeah. do. And I understand a lot of people want, want that because Zebul can turn a game where Swallow can arrest momentum and slowly change it. Yeah. But that yeah. takes a quarter and a quarter and a half to yeah. do it, while Zebul can just rip the guts out of games. Yeah. And I'm really interested because Swallow has been, since he had his injury, hasn't been his hasn't been Swallow. Yeah. yeah. He still tackles well. He's probably one of the best tacklers in the game. Yeah. But he's not doing amazing things through the centre of the ground and when you've got someone laying down taps you like Goldstein yeah. Yeah. you should be doing more getting first use of it yep. yeah. he, he doesn't have that dirty mongrel side to that mm. Zeeble well, has Swallow's too pretty yeah like, you see Swallow come for the ball and like Justin Clare yeah like, Clare. Swallow's obscenely skilled but he just seems a bit too pretty like he and he's uh, loves him some Jesus and uh, well, I can say if his face is too pretty, like Hodge tried to help him out. <laughs> he did, he did, He'd, and he tried to make him meet Jesus. Um, <laughs> really came pretty closely. But I, I, um, I think Zebel's one of those guys that just say, does not care who it is. It, it could be Sandilands, it could be Hodge, it could be anyone in front of him. He's going for the ball, and if that means he gets suspended or killed, he doesn't give a fuck. Mm. Or both. Good chance he will get both. Could he could die on the field and still get seven for bringing the game disrepute? Yeah. You shouldn't bleed like that. I mean, it's expensive grass you're bleeding on. Um, who's on the chopping block this year for North? Because I've got one name. Um, I've written down a couple, but there's one name in particular. Well, Ferrito, just for longevity. See, I, I think it's his last go-round anyway. Yeah. But so, um, guys who... Well, Majak is a big one. Well, he's rookie listed. Yeah, but... Is anyone really expecting anything from Majak Dor anymore? No. I, Marconi, I think. I want, a, I want a highlight or I want a good trade. Mm. So, I think he would. Uh, you get one of those and not the other. I think you want tendrils yeah. in those communities, like the <laughs> African immigrants, where there's going to be standouts. Like once they start playing football from oh, little kids, yeah, it's going to be amazing. That's so yeah. I think it's more a marketing thing. He's he's probably on the bleeding edge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rather than we're trying to limp him into 100 games for father son because there's a whole team <laughs> coming through there. <laughs> well, he's got a claim first, I think. I think the with North Melbourne, I think no one's going to be safe. But I think for the players over thirty, looking for consistency, and then looking for your future and your guns, who are uh, going to sort of take the torch off of those people in your under twenty fives. Yeah. So I think you've really hedged a lot of bets in recruiting skill, uh, not skill, um, experience, experience, and people to teach the youngsters that you got coming through. So it's a matter of how well they're going to play consistency in order to transfer what they know onto the people in real time. Yeah. Yep. Plane, but. Other one I think would be Daniel Wells. That's who I've yeah. got. Yeah. Daniel Coming Wells is my injury, dream. Yeah. Full season off. Um, he's really just one injury away from a career ender. I don't think it's just injury though. I think a lot of it's in his headspace. Yeah. It's, it's confidence. It's, you know, do you want to go in for the grind? Yeah. Um, because he's an athletic player. And when you lose that side, you know, as age tends to take it from you and, and repeated injuries will I mean you've got to rely on what's your next asset Yeah. and I think that he doesn't have the same um, resources to pull from as some of the other players in that in that respect 
So it'll be interesting how he approaches it. I he's would. Also oh, quick, sorry, oh, sorry, I was interrupting, but I'll take it anyway. Um, <laughs> he's very quick by hand and foot, uh, which I think um, his decision making has been his asset there. But his athleticism has been far and beyond what you expect. That uh, the spectacular goal where he's pulled it out of the uh, ruck, kicked it before hitting the ground. Mm. That's that'll be a highlight for the next hundred years. But uh, I agree that he's going to have to find a way to impact a game without having that explosive birth, burst athleticism. And it could be interesting to see if he can. I was going to say for players who are under the pump, uh, my favourite, Lindsay Thomas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love him. Consistent man under the pump. I love Lindsay Thomas. Did but he get, he he's got dropped this year? Once? He got dropped. Then uh, he started playing as a sub. He played in the sub during the finals. Yes, that's right. Um, he has had foot problems. Um, he has been, he's got a broken foot, basically. He's had a broken foot last year. Um, well, he, so, he wouldn't get a broken hand from hand passing. I'll no, he would not. <laughs> um, so he's had he's got he had his own problems, but when he got some decent forwards coming through, he got Garner. Yep. Even Nahas played a fantastic role in the finals as well. Yeah, like he did. He played a good role this year. Yep. And then he got players like Mason Wood and stuff coming through. And Thomas... Um, he's really good because he pisses so many people off and no one can think around him. Yeah. But um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem where his play style is going to be untenable. Mason Wood is a name I forgot yeah. about this year. I, yeah. I was really impressed with what I saw from him. He's got the, the build and the frame if you can yes. just get it all together. And yeah. Swallow's pretty looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one player I want to see... I, I don't think Nahas and Turner are going to play in the same team next mm. season. Because... Turner's younger, hungry as fuck. Yeah, Turner has uh, some good little flirts here and there. Yeah, and th- he's the same build as Nahas. Uh, he might be maybe an inch or two taller, but I think they'd both be lucky to weigh 60 kilos soaking wet. Mm. But um, uh, Would you say Nahas has the, the toe? Mm. Slightly. Yeah. I'd say Turner has the, the tenacity, nuts. whereas yep. Nahas can sort of give up on the chase a bit I can't see Nahas laying out Patrick Dangerfield like Turner did yeah exactly I no. can't see Nahas backing back in the fr- in the flight like I yeah. see Turner do every single game yep. no yeah. but I, I can see Turner do that and I think fuck kid would you just not look to Zeeble for an example yeah, exactly. you're gonna die <laughs> but it's it's brilliant to see a kid who just wants to play footy so fucking mm, much yeah um, so I, I really rate Turner very very highly just for that sheer tenacity and so I think Nahas will probably be playing for his career this season. I'm pretty sure. Do we? Do we? Were we there when Turner played his first game and he came on and almost got knocked out and had to fucking come off again? That call. sounds that like every Turner yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it was at Etihad Stadium. We were sitting just behind the uh, on-field box. I'm starting to remember it. Coach yeah. box. I remember like Turner came on sub um, first yeah, game. Looked, I, I he looked like the water boy. Pretty like sure got some knocked out, almost knocked out, and then I don't think it was his first off. game, but I think it was his first game this year. Oh, okay. I think right. so. Yeah, well, I, Turner's, I know Turner, for sure Turner's first game was against GWS. Where well, that um, was. Yeah, Elmsport. Oh, no, it was at Canberra, I think. Oh, fuck no. It wouldn't have been his first game then. Must have been yeah, his first game this year or whatever. But I remember him coming yeah, on. Yeah, like he, he got knocked out against Richmond in round 23, the last game of the year, where he's gone back in the back yes, of the flight. He got right, punched yeah. in the head and he was out before he hit the ground. Could have been that one. Yeah. That's right. Could have been that one. fall to the ground and he just whipped. Yeah. He was having a really good game. I'm so... All right. Kane Turner, I was, sorry, I was I was predicting him to win um, a Brown Rising Lowe. Star. Brownlow, Rising Star, <laughs> Coleman, everything, right? The best backman, Golden Fist. Yeah, exactly. Be- best clubman. Norm Smith. Absolutely. Um, so I love the kid. But I was really expecting him to get um, Rising Star. He didn't get it in his two years, but he didn't even get nominated. And, yeah. like, and like there was a couple of games where he had the chance and 
that last game, round 23, he got knocked out, sure. Yeah. He didn't play out the whole game. But holy shit, that game he had like um, about 16 disposals and three goals for like a small forward like him. For yeah. three quarters. Yeah, for three quarters. Yeah. And like it was a great effort. And he got knocked out. I remember Brad Scott, who is known for voicing his opinion in the media. Um, <laughs> and I have heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> and the press conference afterwards said... Uh, he needs a nomination for his hard work over two years. Yeah. He's probably, out of all the t- t- recruits for the last two years, I'm going to say it, he's the hardest cunt out there. Yeah, fuck he yeah. Needs, he, he needed some kind of support. And he didn't even get nominated. And round 23, I don't know, some Essendon bloke won it. I don't fucking, I've no, never even heard of him before. He yeah. probably was a good player. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Turner was robbed. <laughs> yeah. If he was a good player, we'd be able to say his name. Exactly. Some, some dude, Danaher, fuck knows. Yeah, yeah. no. But that's the thing, even Danaher is a bit overrated because if he was such a good player, you'd remember his name. You'd be like, fuck, yeah. I mean, he lost it, but he lost it to that guy. But the thing is, I was the same. Whenever I watched Turner, he played awesome. And that one thing that you you saw in him as a youngster was that he wasn't scared to go out there and yeah. try and get the ball. But he and that's like, what misses like when you see like Hogan that took him ages to get nominated. But the thing is, they didn't have that tenacity. They didn't have that that. Um, it seems like they were short on experience and a little bit of talent. But they're always going to be able to get there because they had that that hunger, hunger, yeah, yeah, hunger to to push through all that pain. Turner's highlight reel won't be as good as someone like Jesse Hogan's, but no. his week in week out effort. And his contribution to the team every minute he's on the yeah. field, to me, is going to be much better. And he's the sort of bloke that can have a 300-game career. Yeah. The, you know, this is a big call for a guy who's no, he can't. no, he can't. Not the way he plays. <laughs> no, and I mean that. He, 150 he, will be a good return. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be a great return for him. <laughs> yeah. he, he needs to put on about 20 kilos. <laughs> that, yeah, that's his problem. And the way he plays, he just you can't play 300 games like that yeah. at that size. No, he needs to... Build himself up like a, more an archer build. He's still only nineteen. Like I know, he's still he, so his balls young. haven't even dropped. He could have said fourteen. If he can turn into an armadillo, he'll have a chance. Playing <laughs> yeah. games. Well, I think he's I think he's turning nineteen like in a couple of days. Yeah, like he's, <laughs> well, he's doing his uh, bloody VCE while yeah. he's playing. But uh, the thing is, he's got so much extra time to train. I mean, he's not shaving. He's, yeah. He hasn't had to fucking do that. He's not chasing women because it's illegal for any of the women who support not to go for him. Mind you, they're all 75. So, you know. so he's got all this extra time to train. So no, he's playing well. To sum up then on North, where have you got him finishing this year? Um, I've got him... Well, You've obviously, obviously I'm going to make him finishing finals just because you know, no one else reckons they're going to for the last decade, but they keep managing to bob up. I've got them finishing... Let me bring it up. Uh, fifth. You're on fifth. I've got them fifth. You've got them 11th. And Brenton's got them 19th. Yeah, I'm not I sure remember, that works. Because I wrote it in. <laughs> yeah, you've got them 12th. No. no, I had them as 12th. And I was almost a little embarrassed to put them 12th. But when I'm going down the list, it's, I'm looking at it, I'm like, they deserve to be higher. But so I'm, does everyone else. I just don't have a reason to put them above the other teams that are put above there. And they've so, got to- see the Saints. The thing is, I would be hard on the Saints. Twelve is <laughs> very low. I thought it was a bit cheeky light. putting Richmond at the uh, Premiership, though. Yeah, but unbridled optimism is staple diet of any <laughs> Richmond supporter. Eagles, so. Won't, so we're going to Eagles on second, but Eagles won't be first. Yeah, that was the tough one I had to do. With first, they're going to get they're going to get a wake up next year. And I was really yeah, I was kind of embarrassed putting North the down same there. Last but year. the Saints, the only thing that sells me the Saints is how much they come back from a deficit for a really young team. Yeah. And so that's the one thing that sells me on the Saints. And that's why when I look at North, I look at the Saints and North, and I think they were in similar situations. I think North were notch above, and they've gone complete opposite strategies. 
And Richmond have been in that little zone for my entire existence. Yep. And so that's the zone that I feel I'm most prepared to comment on. One thing I do love about our predictions, none of us have predicted uh, Collingwood to make finals. So we're all pretty much predicting that Buckley will get sacked. Yeah, same as you. And I I don't know whether that's because we honestly feel that's where Collingwood are, or we just really want to fucking see Buckley get sacked. See, I think Collingwood are going to be a little surprise packet because we all want them to go so bad. I hope they lose the first six and Buckley's out. I think the young kids they got are painfully kind of good. Yeah. Oh, shit, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. That's why... If they but, don't make finals, Buckley's gone. Because but, they're, nothing makes more happy than Collingwood is fucking brilliant. sucking ass all year. But we're talking really North. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to Collingwood. I got North. And I, I it's same. I had the finishing 10th. The only good thing I can say for North fans is I didn't have them making finals last year either. So so uh, that's where, where I got them ended up. Sam, where you got your boys? I haven't, I haven't done your fandangled uh, ladder predictor. Just make it up, uh, man. 13 to 14 wins. That puts them about, you know, 8th to 6th, something like that. They had 13 wins this year, um, yeah. and, and that was good enough for eighth. So mm. I, I reckon, yeah, sneaking into the eighth again. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not expecting uh, if we make top four, it'd be fantastic. But I just don't think we've got the, the game to get there. I'm not sure. Well, a couple like, of games, like like about eight teams can say, mm. a couple of games go your way and you're fourth. Uh, mm. A couple of games don't and you're tenth. But, and that's just the way the AFL has been for the last probably. Decade. Yeah, it's cut through. Like we said, 13 wins this year, and they've got a harder draw. And I'm just not convinced where the improvement comes from whereas I can see it in you know, a Frio or, or a West Coast or, or Port other teams that you can see where the improvement is to speak on the draw like we had a pretty tough draw this year but our draw actually kind of I don't even mind it the amount of games we're playing in Melbourne is Collingwood like yes yeah. and the amount of times we go on a massive roll of yeah. games like in Melbourne is incredible yeah. and we have to take advantage of that yeah, and to be fair, I think going through that draw, I almost think you're better off having that draw and finishing eighth than having a crack at the finals than having a really easy draw and finishing fourth because I think you have that adversity through the season which gives you a look into the teams you're going to face in the top four who you're going to have to beat if you win a, win a flag. I don't no, think I'd rather finish North. fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want North to have a fourth because they're worried that they'll rest the last four rounds. <laughs> well, that's it. they got the rest in round 24 this year, everybody. So yeah, Interesting yeah, so how they approach that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon that's about it for North. So for the, uh, we'll post this one out direct to all the North members. Um, deliver it by hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll I'm, I'm glad. No matter what happens Come. with North, those jokes are still there. <laughs> yeah. So you found those couple of USBs, so we're all sorted. Yeah. All right, that'll do us for North. So North fans, um, yeah, prove us wrong. I haven't got them finishing finals, but I didn't last year either. So there you go. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to B-O-L-L-N-Branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details details.